if you're listening or watching this podcast, just have a look at the room around you and just think about everything that is in this room and what it took to get things that are in this room. Welcome to the CrossFit by Design podcast. This is Tom and uh, back again with Brendan. Yeah. How are you? Good. Welcome home. Thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm <clears> sure <throat> if people are listening regularly to the podcast, they probably wouldn't know that I've been gone, but I have been gone. I've been to the Congo for two and a half months, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode um, about the Congo. And the reason for that is that's kind of what I do. I'm a coach here at CrossFit by Design, but my main occupation, if you could say that, is I run a charity called Computers for Congo, so I collect second-hand IT equipment, send it to the Congo, and uh, we run uh, projects based on education in IT and starting computer training centers, universities, um, those kind of things to help alleviate poverty and support the country. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what I do, and I think Seeing as I've just come back from the trip, it might be good to chat about some of my experiences and also just if people haven't heard about what I do, it might be a cool opportunity for them to, to find out about that. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. Firstly, I just want to ask you with regards to, you know, the, bo- the, the, the CrossFit box supports Computers for Congo and I wanted to ask you why, why do you feel extremely comfortable with associating CrossFit by Design with Computers for Congo? Well, it's an awesome opportunity. I mean, our what we always keep in mind when we're making our decisions is, you know, does this serve the relentless pursuit of progress? Mm-hmm. And Computers for Congo absolutely does do that. Um, so from speaking to you about the charity and how it works, and you might, you can go into this in uh, more accurately than I can, but mm-hmm. the whole idea with the charity isn't just to gift people uh, these computers, mm-hmm. it's to teach them what they can do with their with the computers that you're giving them mm. and with crossfit by design that's kind of exactly what we're all about like we're not just gonna you show up and we'll just tell you everything to do it's we're trying to teach you how to live a long healthy happy mm. life yeah um and computers for congo just aligns with that so well and it's yeah. it's funny because it was obviously never the intention like when we first met you were just training at the box and that's right computers yeah. for congo wasn't even a thing no um i mean it might have been in the back of your mind at the time but yeah. and then just through the evolution of you becoming a coach and then the competition swole mates which we'll talk about on the next episode um it's just it's worked out great it's funny how things work out yeah yeah yeah, yeah things are a way of working themselves out so. yeah mm. Mm. But, um, I mean, I, I had a question for you, which would be, I think, what most people were sort of curious about, because right. this is your second trip second trip, that yeah. you're coming back from, yep. and the first one was sort of like uh, chaos by the sound of it, <laughs> whereas this one was sort of like, well, okay, well, what, were the, what were the lessons learned from the second trip? Mm. Um, it, it's interesting, because this was my second trip, and, and the plan... The plan really from the start was to make it an annual trip. Uh, obviously, my work culminates in the Congo whilst I'm doing things here in Australia. It culminates in the Congo, so there's always going to be a requirement for me to be there. Um, the first trip was purely just observation. 
Uh, and this is something when I started Computers for Congo, I mean, <laughs> it's easy to say now, uh, I mean, at the time your ego kind of gets in the way and you think, oh, I know everything. Yeah. But so it's easy to look back now and, and see your flaws. I just kind of jumped in like, I'm just going to help people because what I want to do, it's what I've wanted to do for a very long time since I was very young. So I'm just going to jump in and help people. And then once I'd already started that, I then started to learn more about what that actually involves and the kind of commitment, but also the kind of wisdom that is required to actually make your help beneficial. And so the first trip was just purely observation. I just needed to go over there, see the culture, see the environment, see what needed to be done, see how I could help, if I could help at all. Uh, and then this trip, because it was my second and I was there for longer, I'd already built some connections. I'd already got some understanding, some wisdom about the way things operate. Um, and so because I was able to add to that, I was able to make more of an impact with some of my projects. Um, you know, for example, I'd already met a lot of the people on the ground. So when I got back, you know, I was able to ask them, you know, how's this thing going that we started? And they said, oh, yeah, you know, it's going like this. These are some of our problems and I can help advise and consult with that and we can come up with a plan. Um, and that's that's probably one of the, the reasons why this trip seemed a little less chaotic because we'd already had things in place. So um, as far as lessons learned, the number one biggest lesson is just truly understanding the scope of what it means to, to help someone on that kind of a scale. It's very easy, you know, here at the gym, we do nice things for people. Maybe you, you know, pay for someone's groceries or, you know, you buy them a bike or whatever yeah. it is that you do. It's, it doesn't go any deeper than that. So when you're helping someone, you know, you might give them this or you help them with that or you go mow their lawns, you go help them out. But it kind of ends, ends there and you don't need to think or be smart about any consequences after that. But when you start to work on an international scale, like when you think about helping a whole country and it's far behind, well, you know, even saying that, when the progression of the society is in such a disorganized way as the Congo is and how far behind its organization a country like Australia is, it's not as simple as just going in and helping things. For example, when I started, it was just send computers. Send computers. I've got partners over there who said, we need computers, just send them. And that was kind of enough for me. Um, but what I realized is there's more consequences uh, that are involved when you just give things. If you give something to someone, it doesn't really do anything. It really does nothing. The only reason that works in this culture is because we already have so many support structures within our society that enables us to just have that little boost and keep on going. But when you give something to someone when there is no support structures, I mean, you think about, you know, if you're listening or watching this podcast, just have a look at the room around you and just think about everything that is in this room and what it took to get things that are in this room. For instance, there's a piano in this room here. There are, there's someone who invented the piano. There's someone who designed the, the layout of that piano. Someone got the ivory. Where'd that come from? Someone had to trade the ivory. Someone had to make the wood. Someone had to, you know, manufacture the wood. Someone had to go to the forest, cut it down, ship it somewhere, then advertise, we're selling wood and send that. And you've got this entire process that goes along. When you take all of that away and you give something to someone, when there's no structure, there's no way to repair the computers. There's no one there who knows how to use the computers. There's no one. There's no one. There's no jobs in place for people who have computer skills to get jobs. There's no further education, and then you add in the corruption in the society, which you know takes advantage as soon as there's any opportunity for business or 
money, you know, corruption just corrupts the person who has power. So all these, all these moving parts that are involved that you don't think about at the start, when you jump in, you then start to learn, learn sort of about what's what's involved in the in the in the bigger picture. So that's that's the number one lesson to learn. So that's why I focus on learning as much as I can rather than just doing things. The things will come. I've got years to make an impact. You know, yeah. oh, you know, I made a great impact. Yeah. People ask me, oh, did you get the things done that you wanted to get done? And I sort of say, oh, well, yeah, I did, but that's not what was important. What was important was that I learnt, I observed, and most importantly, I just met the people, have relationships with the people, and it's incredible to meet the kind of people there who don't have anything and the kind of things they can teach you in terms of, you know, contentment um, and, you know, community and relationships. So those are some of the things that, for me, was was really valuable to learn. So, mm. Mm. That's cool. Mm. What... Um What's like the what's the goal? What's the overarching goal? Like when at the end of your time doing this, will you sit back and go, I think I've I think I'm there. Mm. Like what's the what are you working backwards from kind of thing? Yeah, like yeah. So and normal I mean, the way you should do this is you should come up with that goal first and yeah. then jump in. I kinda of jumped in yeah. and then realised, oh hang on. Just sending computers to the Congo infinitely is probably not a good maybe plan. That's, maybe that's why we work so well together. That's yeah. exactly how CrossFit by Design started. <laughs> we'll just start it. What could possibly yeah, go yeah. wrong? It'll be yeah. easy. <laughs> uh, and so that, that's definitely evolved over time. And at the moment, I mean, at the moment, what it is, and I've, I've decided on this and settled on this, is I want to build the IT. Me, I want to do this. I would. I want to see the IT industry in Congo be as self-sufficient and productive as it is in Australia. So I want people to have the same opportunity for everything that's involved in the IT industry as to what we have here. So that's everything from, you should be able to go to a university or an institute, get a quality education, have that education be enough for you to go to the workplace. There needs to be a workplace that has quality jobs that can provide a job for you to provide for your family. And then for that job to be fulfilling, for it to be rewarding, for it to provide an opportunity for that person to express their their God-given creativity and their creative potential to work in that industry and to innovate. And then finally to have the IT industry in a whole not have to rely on other countries. So for instance, the Congo has just, it's the, be, it's the most resource-rich country in the world. It's basically got everything you need in terms of minerals for computer manufacturing foreign companies and countries come in, mine the raw materials, ship it back to their country, manufacture their goods, sell those goods back to Congo. So what I would want to see is to have the Congo start to manufacture and and do all those things themselves and also start to export. Uh, and that way, people start to look to the Congo as a leader in that creative potential in that, in that industry. So until it gets to that point where it's completely self-sustaining, where it's not, where we don't have to think about Oh, Congo needs our help. Poor Congo. Yeah. Basically, that you know, with regards to IT, because you know, health and all that's a whole other issue. That's not my my you know area of expertise. But with regards to IT, that's the goal. Yeah. So that's probably going to take ten lifetimes. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Another six months, you'll have that knocked over. Yeah. That's great. I yeah. like that. That's awesome. I like uh, being the one doing the interviewing too. It's good. <laughs> um, yeah. That's about. Mm. That's what on. So. 
Yeah, I mean, if you want to find out more information about Computers for Congo, uh, best place to go would be go to the website, uh, computersforcongo.com. Um, you can also check it out on Facebook uh, and Instagram as well. So those kind of things. I'm not a big post or a big updater. It's more of a, a forced chore for me, but I try to keep people updated as much as possible. So if you want to find out more, you can go there. Uh, I'll just drop into the gym and have a chat. Or listen to the next podcast. Yes. And we'll tell you all about the competition coming up that supports Computers for Congo. Awesome. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks.